So, what's up? <laughs> I know it's been a minute, right? Like a good minute since I've been out here. Life, life be lifey. But I wanted to give this podcast thing another try because not only has life been lifing, life's been good and life's been tough. But overall, I'm still here and I want to use my voice. I think I'm pretty dope. And I know most people think they're pretty dope too, which is why they get into the podcasting and talking. But I'm going to give it a try. Last time I wasn't able to stay with it because life just took over. But I'm going to pick it up again. And if I enjoy it, I'm going to stick with it. I hope you stick around. And I hope you enjoy it too. Let's check. All right, so I wanted to get back on here because sometimes, you know, I think I'm a very creative person. And I notice that when I get in the mood to create, to go for things, I just have to go for it. Because if I don't do it, then I'll never do it. And my creativity comes to me mostly in the in the evening, in the late night hours, usually when I'm very... I guess when I'm very true, when you get the 3 a.m. version of somebody, they are giving you the the honest, the real part of them where, you know, their soul is bare. They have nothing to hide. And so I think that's when we often create our best as well and do our best work because we're at something about that time. It just kind of, I don't know, it just kind of does something to your soul. My soul often feels pure because I'm in a cool I'm in a place where I'm calm and, you know, I can just be me. And so this basically, I went into all of that <laughs> to say that uh, that's been what's happening to me at this moment. Um, the last time I came on, I know posturing was a big deal in my life, and it still pretty much is. I'm about to be down to one again. Um, I have been fostering for the last three years and it is a journey it is a journey I got into fostering because I wanted to give black children specifically a safe place to be while their families get it together hopefully they are reunited I didn't get into it to adopt I got into it to help children um, because I, I will hear so many stories about foster children and they will be in these homes and sometimes being in homes uh, transracial families um, Black children being in white families and things like that. That's the majority of the stories I've heard. And I have not heard very many great things about it from the professional side and from the child and the trauma that the child gets to, has to deal with. It, it was breaking my heart and I wanted to help and I knew the way I should only help is to be a foster parent. Because trust me, when I, I can work for the system, but as I'm a foster parent, I fight the system all the time to advocate for these kids that are in my home. So being a mom has taken, it's been one of the joys of my life. You know, fostering, I will say that it has been one of the toughest decisions I've ever made, but one of the best. And so, um, yeah. Yeah, I've had some really good, I've only had girls so far, and um, my eighth placement, she'll be leaving my home uh, by my choice within the next week or so, 
And so it's um yeah, like it's it's work and but I always advocate for other black people if you have it in your heart and I tell nobody, don't ask me about no money part, because I promise you, baby, they couldn't pay me enough to do this job. And maybe it's because I parent differently, because I parent, like I parent, I'm advocating, I'm in their face, I'm I'm in the caseworker's face, I'm, I'm everywhere, I'm trying to get the best that I can, I'm fighting for this child as I will fight for myself. And so sometimes people just aren't used to that, but you know, I take this job very seriously. And I conduct myself as such. So, I'm turning 40. <laughs> In September, I'll be a whole 40 years old. And I've never been one to shy away from things like that. Like, oh, no, I'm not 35. I'm still 32. No, I've always been like, mm-mm, nope. I, I am how old I am. Which has probably helped me for some reason. Because when people see me, they don't think that I'm the age I am. They think I'm much younger. Like, I'm I'm 39, and um, this dude came up to me, he, approached, he was talking, he approached me, and we were talking, and um, he thought I was 28, and I ain't saying that, you know, he made me a little biased because he's trying to holler, but I mean, I got a 28 out of him, but anyway, uh, 40 this year, I am extremely excited about it, I am like, I, I just, I, Oh, I'm flabbergasted. Um, I think that there is just the idea of turning 40, you know, because you have these big things, you know, because after 25, it's like the next big thing is 30, and the next one is maybe 35 and then 40, you know. And honestly, you know, when I was younger, I never thought about what my life was going to be like at 40. I, I never... You know, now that I realize and I look back, I realize I spend a great deal of my younger years depressed. But I never thought about what my life would look like at 40. Like if somebody would have asked me, I probably would have said, I don't know, Mary, with a couple of kids, what you doing for a living? I'm a nurse. After a while, I probably said I'm working in radio. But um, yeah, and it's, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be walking up to 40's door, and, uh, but now it's just figuring out how I'm gonna celebrate, because we've all been dealing with this COVID stuff, and so we all know that, uh, we all ain't been outside, outside been closed for a long time, and outside is, like, semi-open, like, we almost off punishment, so it's, like, I can plan a trip, but, do I plan, plan it like I would, or do I kind of scale it back because of the COVID and all that stuff? Because ultimately, the goal is to make it to 40, and you have to stay healthy in between time to make it there. And so I've been thinking, you know, I'll, it sounds so crazy. I've always wanted to go to Cabo because it sounds crazy to me because Cabo is so close, and I travel. When the world was open and we could travel, I went to Italy for my 34th birthday. Like, I spent Italy. I was in Italy. I think I was turning 34. And uh, spent Italy. I was in Italy. Like, actually, on the day of my birthday, we were doing a uh, Tuscany village. No, I'm sorry. Excuse me. We were doing a Tuscany um, 
you know, the little tour. And I saw the Leaning Tower of Pisa, which was amazing to me because I remember in the first grade looking at pictures of the Leaning Tower of Pisa and saying to myself, I'm going to go there. And when I turned 34, I took a picture in front of the Leaning Tower of Pisa. And so um, that was the last big thing I did for my birthday you know and so like and I say that to say I went all the way to Italy I went all the way to Europe and I couldn't make it to Cabo which is in the same North American country that I am from so uh North yeah right continent uh, I don't know. but anyway um <laughs> um but yeah so I, I'm not sure I, I always wanted to do Cabo um, but I do want to have something in my home celebrating with people I love. You know, I could do both. I absolutely could. It's important to me to celebrate with my loved ones. Um, it's important to me to see my kids and my little cousins and my mama to, to see me make 40 and to celebrate. Uh, because me and my mama both, I'm living a life that neither one of us thought I would live. I think my mom, I, I my mama, I love her. I love her, but this lady wanted me to be a virgin until I was married. Mind you, she had me very young, <laughs> and it's so weird because it's like, honestly, I couldn't imagine telling my kid that, oh, be a virgin until, you. I know that's what you're supposed to do, but it's unrealistic, and um, let's just say I never got married, so I could have never did the Uchi Gucci listening to my mama, but I love her, and I, I promise you, it's She's still right here by my side through all this time, and I'm very grateful for it through our ups and downs. But, um, yeah, so I am not sure I do. I probably will do a trip, but also do a party. Like, and I want to be, like, queened out at the party. Like, you know, standing ovation coming in, like, red carpet, like, all of that. Like, it's, it's a celebration. So... Yeah, those are my thoughts, and we'll see what happens, but because COVID um, has kind of taken over everything, I still have to be mindful of that, um, and even though we kind of still allowed to go outside a little bit, I still have to be mindful and be like, yeah, no, 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 I, I, it's a whole bunch of people, and I know everybody got on their masks, but people are literally going in public with COVID, being around people, people are, don't even have their mask and be around people, so it's like, you really have to take a stance on personal responsibility and upping that up, because some people are not being responsible at all, so we'll see, I'm still excited for 40, I will be, you got ideas, let me know what's up, so what I won't do is rehash the political, <sighs> I don't even know what to call it, because was it progress? The political ongoings of the last four years. Um, it's really no way around it. I've learned either we on the same side and we not, but whatever. I'm going to say regarding being on how I feel on the side that I'm standing on, I'm just happy it's over, okay? Now, um, 
But one thing 2020 did do to me, it started off with a bang, you know. 2020 was rough for a lot of us, um, a lot of deaths, a lot of changes. And um, today, well, to yesterday was, because it's very late when I write this, when I say this, but um, yesterday was the one-year anniversary of Kobe and Gianna's passing. And for some reason that, when I heard about Kobe, like, ooh, it's still even hard to this day. And I want to make it clear that in no way was I a Kobe fan. Like, I was not his, not, I respected him. I respected him as a player because, you know, he's just a few years older than me. So I kind of feel like we kind of grew up together. And he was just a few years older than me, but I say that to say a lot of the things that was, you know, when he decided not, you know, to go a particular way, not to go to college and go straight into the NBA, you know, that was around the time that I was entering in my college career. And um, he's just always been around. He's always around. And to and, and as you watched him over time, you saw his commitment and you saw how he he was dedicated to his craft you know and um so when he passed I was at church well I got the news at church um I wanted everything that the pastor said to be wrong I was like no it has to be a mistake there's no way Kobe died Mm-mm-mm. he was like he said it and I remember walking out um kind of in the vestibule area, sitting area of the church, or foyer, however you want to call it, and um, just was kind of talking to him, fellowshipping with some other people who were out there, but we were all just kind of like, like, we were just all kind of in this unbelievable, like, just shocked state, you know, and I remember looking over on my phone trying to find an article or something uh, you know and there would seem to be like no information made and I went home I went to my grandma's house afterwards and I was talking to my mom there and um that's when I found out Gianna was in the plane with him you know and um and I you know I went with my dad I went to go see this guy I was dating at the time and kind of talking it over with him and you know, it it just it was like a day that everything just stood still for a moment. Like, I remember it like it was yesterday, how I went through it. You know, it was a Sunday, and today's Tuesday. And a year later, it's a Tuesday. And just, it for me, it was like we started the year off with a reminder that ain't none of this year promised. And when a person that you come across so often, you know, that you just, you see them, you see them. I I saw them on TV. I saw them in that show. You know, we, not too many of us, well, I'm going to speak for myself. I have never met Kobe in person. But, you know, it was things that I knew about him. He was a Virgo, like myself. I know he went to prom with Brandy. You know, I took Brandy to his prom, and over the years, I would hear about the troubles he was having with his family, his parents, and 
when they got married to Vanessa and they had kids, when they had broke up and the whole, you wasn't shooting with me in a gym thing. And, and then for all of that to just be gone, you know? When you, when you see people so often like that or you come across people like that, you just assume that one day I'm going to see him again. I'm, I'm going to come across him again like I always do. I'm going to see him on a TV show or I'm going to see him in a news clip or, I, you know, see him talking about basketball somewhere. I'm going to see him doing his own thing. And all of that was taken away. All of that. And this year was rough for me. Um, It has not been a year yet, but over a period of the year, I've lost four three uncles and uh, my godsons and uh we lost a lot of loved ones people that I knew growing up and I don't think we need any more reminders to live our life because we know we're supposed to that's why we're here that's why you woke up this morning because that's why you didn't die and that's why COVID couldn't take you out and you were healed I mean there's still work for us to be done but I think it's important that we try to celebrate the lives of those that we lost and that we loved or we just admired for whatever reason. I try to celebrate those every day. Do something that made my day where, ooh, if somebody said, what you do today? And I can tell them. And they say, oh, okay. I try to do something like that every day. And... um yeah, like, it's just, what do you say? I don't know what to say, but I do know that we are still here, and we do still got business to take care of, because if we didn't, we wouldn't be here. I believe that. And I believe that sometimes we have to be forgiving, and we have to do the mercy, the mercy and the grace. Let's talk about it. Are we extending it to people? Are we giving people the same um, grace or mercy that you will want extended to you? No, we're not perfect. But I would like to believe we're all trying every day. And there's a lot of people out there funking real hard with their family members and their loved ones. I've heard stories of people who had to say goodbye to their loved ones through FaceTime. If that ain't the shittiest thing I've heard. So, I end it here. That we're going to do better. Because we don't know how how many of us is going to make it to this time, 2022. And let's live our lives. Let's celebrate the lives of people that we lost every day. Celebrate it by doing something that will make them smile. And, ce- and celebrate it by doing something that you that makes you smile. Something you always wanted to do. Because we deserve it. We are loved. And I wish the absolute best for you. All right, everybody, I'm headed up out of here. But I do want to thank you so much for listening to my podcast. 
I know that growing and relearning things that we've been taught can be pretty tough and it's a pretty touchy subject, but I do feel like this conversation should be addressed and we should all be open and honest with each other and most importantly ourselves. We all deserve to live our most authentic life. If you want to reach out to me with any comments, questions, or concerns, I can be reached at my website, MissJanae.com, M-S-J-A-N-A-Y.com. I am also Miss Janae on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All right, I'll be talking to you soon. Take it easy.